and welcome to Egyptian Dream, the podcast that is focusing on everything AFCON 2019, brought to you here by the team at Planet Sport Football Africa. It's day 18 of Africa's biggest football tournament. And things are spicing up as we reach the end of the last 16 phase. I'm Liam Flint. And I'm Tom Ellis, or Sam, as Liam sometimes likes to call me. And on today's podcast, we're going to be reviewing last night's game, which saw Algeria take on Guinea. And before that, the Minnows writing their own script, Madagascar. They played the Leopards of DR Congo. But before we get into the football, just a little uh, update from Tom and myself. Feeling a bit under the weather, aren't we, Tom? We are. We've had a case of Egyptian tummy or Pharaoh's revenge, as they call it. It's probably best if we don't go into details. Um, but let's just, just say we're experiencing the full force of what it means to come and visit Cairo and Egypt. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but I think it's just a rite of passage for many tourists like so many others who've gone before us. So we'll also be bringing you the best of social media. Lots of you have been getting in touch, especially around Madagascar as they continue to make their charge and make history at the same time. But there's only one place to start, really. Let's look at yesterday's games, Tom. Mm. Madagascar, people just don't know when they're going to stop, really, taking on DR Congo, who you have to say were slight favourites. A very entertaining game, wasn't it? Oh, unbelievable. Um, Madagascar march on another surprise. It finished 2-2 at full time after DR Congo skipper Chancellor Mbemba scored a last minute header to take it to extra time. That's just after DR Congo were denied a penalty in controversial circumstances. Uh, Brit Asombolonga appeared to be brought down, but with VAR only coming in at the quarterfinal stages, it wasn't to be that time for DRC. Madagascar winning on penalties 4-2 with DRC's star Yannick Balassi hitting his penalty over. So yes, the march goes on for Madagascar. The dream continues. How long can they keep going? It's an amazing story because they were actually 190th in FIFA's rankings five years ago and actually took part in the very first match of this 2019 campaign, AFCON campaign back in the preliminary rounds of qualifying, which was in 2017, when they were ranked among the six worst teams on the continent. So an amazing story. Look at them now. And that latest triumph will set up a meeting with either Ghana or Tunisia in Cairo on Thursday, depending how that one plays out later today. And on a side note as well, so good for the people of Madagascar. Of course, there was a lot of talk about whether we should be expanding AFCON from the 16 to the 2014s. Well, it seems right now as if that is very much justified in that Madagascar would not have made the original 16. They've been brought in with this expansion and now they're into the quarterfinals. They're officially one of the best eight teams left on the continent. They should be very proud, shouldn't they? Absolutely, yeah. There's been a lot of... Uh, dispute and controversy surrounding the change of the format to 24 teams but to have these kind of stories to have these kind of experiences for nations such as Madagascar it really does actually back up that decision in some way. So Madagascar safely through and the second game the late kickoff saw Algeria the Desert Foxes 
taking on Guinea. Now, Guinea, of course, were without their captain and talisman, Naby Keita. He had flown back from the UK to be with the team, but he didn't play a single minute. He was glued to the bench, which did not bode well for them at all. 3-0 it finished. Algeria absolutely coasting. Goals from Belaili, Mares, and Wenez were enough to sink Guinea, who really never got going, Tom, did they at all? No, you can't fault them for effort, but they looked really tired. And to be honest, they did lack quality. There was a lack of team cohesion and they just struggled to find a way through. I think as we were watching it, we were discussing, we just couldn't really see uh, where any chance or any goals were going to come from. That said, Algeria looked really strong. It looks like they could even go up another level. Uh, three quality goals, good teamwork, good finishes. Uh, Mares was a class above with his finish. And yeah, Algeria looking strong in every position. Their coach, Jamal Belmadi, has done a brilliant job with this Algeria side. And you can see he really understands his players. He's got them working well as a unit. And there seems to be a real togetherness uh, alongside their fans as well, who are in fantastic voice throughout the game. So Algeria, I think, are going to be a really tough side to beat in this tournament. And just to illustrate how one-sided this was, Guinea didn't actually register a shot on target until the 54th minute. And even then, it was a speculative strike from 30 yards. Which was a good strike, wasn't it? It was a good save. It was a good strike and save, but that was what they were having to resort to, just smashing it from outside the box. Uh, just, yeah, massive holes, no creativity, really. Naby Keita, where were you? That's what they'll be saying. Algeria, look... Like they could be serious contenders now, maybe even favourites to win AFCON. And for them, that was their fourth clean sheet in a row. They're still yet to concede a goal at this year's AFCON. So looking a little bit ominous there. And they will face the winner of tonight's game against Mali or Ivory Coast. So we'll have to stay tuned for that one. As we left that game at the 30th of June stadium, we bumped into a crowd of Algerian fans waiting for their team to drive out of the stadium in the bus. And as they surrounded the bus, cheering, chanting, they were singing, the people want the African Cup. They believe it. Here's what they had to say. How pleased are you with your size performance? It's good. Yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, Algeria will win the champions. Uh, the best, the best uh, team in, in, in Can uh, 19. They will be the champion. The yeah, yeah. Uh, they play uh, the very good football. And you've got some brilliant players in Mares and Benassa as well. Yeah, he's the he, Mares is the best one. The best, the, yeah, today he, he today he was really good. It was very nice. Uh, they played uh, much better than the previous uh, two games. We are very proud of uh, of our team. So this time we were really worried because uh, Guinea they are not easy. But in the end we uh, we gain and we won. <laughs> and you're going to win the whole thing. I think, yeah, we are better, you know, uh, they called us the, the beaters of the desert. So I think that we can do it. First, I have to say we have a good team, but we have to be careful the next round because we have uh, maybe uh, money or Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, we have to be careful. Okay, let's take a dip into our social media and we have a voice note to kick things off from Belong Badgie in the Gambia. Belong, thank you very much for taking the time to get this to us. Here's his reaction to Egypt crashing out of the hands of South Africa. Well, I was expecting Egypt to win. I mean, considering the caliber of players they have. 
But really, I mean, South Africa showed a high standard of display against a very good and experienced team. I mean, they caught Egypt by surprise by containing them. And South Africa were very committed. They communicated well. And also, I mean, uh, any movement they do, they were very fast. We gave them the opportunity to make few decent strikes and even more solid at the back. I mean, each time a transition failed for them. You see, and then they finally became victorious. Congratulations to South Africa. Emmanuel Andy Saidu in Nigeria has been in touch. He says Nigeria played a very unexpected result. They really did well. I'm very happy wishing all of the players well. And another from Nigeria, this time on Facebook, courtesy of Sami Agbona. He says, we expect more surprises. It's the beauty of this tournament. Usman in the Gambia says, I'm a big fan of Wilfred Zahar, but I will not see him joining Arsenal Football Club this summer unless Arsenal meets Crystal Palace's asking price. Cote d'Ivoire don't really impress me in the group stage, but I can't wait to see their game against Mali. What impressed me in AFCON so far is South Africa beating the host nation Egypt and Benin beating Morocco. It's a great tournament, but some of the big nations are still there and I can't wait to see Nigeria versus South Africa in the quarterfinals. Last word goes to Sambu in the Gambia. He says, great, my team of surprise in this year's AFCON 2019 is Madagascar, who have come through as underdogs for the first time in the history of world football. Bravo to the entire team. Keep sending in your messages to us via WhatsApp. The number to get in touch with is plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. So on to tonight's games and the last of the round of sixteen matches here in Egypt. Mali will take on Cote d'Ivoire, their first knockout match at the Africa Cup of Nations since finishing third in two thousand and thirteen. Cote d'Ivoire have a strong side with the likes of Wilfred Zaha and Nicolas Pepe, but I think Max Grader will be the key in this one. He stood out and been a consistent character in that midfield for Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, we have to remember that the Morocco side that went out to Benin actually beat Cote d'Ivoire 1-0 in the group stage and also Mali topped their group. So it's going to be a tough one to call this one, Liam. Yeah, very tough. We could see this go to extra time once again, but I think there'll be goals in this one. I think... Both have got a really good attacking force. Ivory Coast will be very dependent on the likes of Wilfred Bonny, uh, Jonathan Codger if he starts, Wilfred Zahar, like you said, Pepe, who looks like a fantastic player for the future. So hopefully some goals in this, maybe a, a two-all draw. Two-all draw, then what? <laughs> Extra time, penalties. Extra time, pens all the way. I'm just tipping Ivory Coast. But like you say, they've already lost to Morocco in the groups and they're very inconsistent. So I could be proved wrong. As we all could be. So no fears if you are proved wrong because I'm sure plenty of people have throughout the duration of this tournament. On to the next game, Ghana against Tunisia. So the final last 16 game of the tournament. Following the exit of holders Cameroon and the hosts of Egypt, Ghana may well fancy their chances of a fifth Africa Cup of Nations title. Remember, they only won one of their group games, yet still finished ahead of Cameroon, so still unbeaten. And Tunisia are yet to win in Egypt with three draws in their group. Uh, Jordan Ayew and Atletico Madrid's Thomas Partey will need to perform for Ghana to do well. Along with Chelsea fullback Baba Rahman, who provided assists for both of those players, 
during the Black Stars 2-0 win against Guinea-Bissau. Uh, so another interesting game, but we haven't really seen much from Tunisia yet in this tournament. So is it going to be hard for them to get past Ghana? I think it may well be. I think Wabi Khazri for them, playmaker, is going to be key. If he can get on the ball and dominate, I think we could see Tunisia putting a really good performance. But Ghana, as always, such good squad. They've got the IU brothers there. Christian Atsu, of course, won't be there. They've had that recent news that he is out with injury. That's a big blow. But like you've said, Thomas Partey is there. They've got so many good players coming through. Again, I'm fancying Ghana. They might just scrape it 1-0. So let's see how the quarterfinals are shaping up so far. On Wednesday, we have Senegal against Benin and Nigeria against South Africa in Cairo. And then on the Thursday, it will be Madagascar against the winners of Ghana and Tunisia and then Mali or Ivory Coast against Algeria. OK, we're out of time on today's Egyptian Dream. Day 18, do enjoy all of the football as we look to complete this quarter-final lineup. And then we've got a couple of days off, haven't we, without any football once again. But we'll still be bringing you the best that Cairo has to offer. And hopefully we will not be resigned to our balcony with tummy ache. So until then, I'm Liam Flint. And I'm Tom Ellis. And this has been Egyptian Dream, which is a Passion for Sport production, courtesy here of the Planet Sport Football Africa team. See you tomorrow. See ya.